You want to find your tribe of raving fans. And that's just what we're here to help you do. This is the Digging Deep Podcast with 360 Media, where we help entrepreneurs build better businesses by not only sharing insights and candid conversations, but by nurturing our minds as well. Get ready to explore, plan, and showcase your business, because here we go. Here's your host, Chief Strategist of 360 Media and Educator at TacticalProgram.com, Justin Lamb. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Digging Deep, where I help business owners build a better business. And today I am being joined by the writer gal, Ashley, the writer gal Doan of Writer Gal Marketing. Thank you for joining me on the show. How are you today? I am fantastic. The sun is shining today. Amazing. <laughs> and, and you know, it's been really weird here in Vancouver. For those who are listening, we've had a really big streak of warm weather, and then we had a couple of days really cold. So today it looks like it's going to be heating all the way up to the weekend, which will be fantastic because I'm looking for a good weekend out. I don't know about you, but uh, I, I, I'm, I'm missing that heat. Well, as long as, you know, there, there's blue sky, I don't care if it's cold or hot. As long as there's blue sky, I can see out my window when I'm madly typing away at my desk, I'll be happy. Yeah, well, that's a good way to put it. So, you know, for those people who are listening, uh, tell us a little bit about you. About me? Oh, mm-hmm. how long is the podcast again? We're going to keep it short, <laughs> keep it tight. So give us the Coles Note version. <laughs> Coles Notes, gotcha. The abbreviated version. Well, yeah, like you said, I'm writer gal. That's that's what people call me. And I'm the one that entrepreneurs come to when they they have to write something for their business, their website, their blog, their social media. And they're just like, I'm not confident in my writing skills. I I didn't go to school for writing. I went to school for essential oils, for tech, for whatever it is you do. So someone like me comes in and I write your content for you. Something I've started in the past little while is working with a lot of entrepreneurs. I've noticed that a lot of people like to do some aspects of business themselves. And I I teach people how to do that. I teach entrepreneurs how to blog, do content marketing, which is what we're going to talk about today. Um, I haven't always been in this. I started in magazines about 15, 16 years ago. I got my dream job right out of college working for a magazine, like the head, head editor. I'm like, yes, dream job. And then six months later, they're like, nah, we run out of money. You're you're out of here. So like brand new out of school, hopped around a bunch of corporate tech jobs. And that was great. I built up my skills. And then a few years ago, I started having kids and I said, you know what? I'm not a nine to five gal. I have that entrepreneurial spirit. So I took everything that I learned doing stuff for other people, for tech companies, for lifestyle companies. And now I do that on my own. I pick the clients I want to work with, and then I help them grow and use content marketing to show off that they are the expert in what they do. Because people are, they know so much nowadays. And I just want to help people, help people show that to the world so they can grow their business, make that lifestyle that they want. And it's so amazing. I think, you know, for those people who are listening, maybe we'll back that up for a quick second. So for those people who are listening who may not understand what contact marketing is, why don't you shed some light on about what that really is? Yeah. So content marketing is really what it says it is. It is sharing of content. And, you know, there's lots of ways to do this. The way I like approaching it and the way I approach it is content marketing is not 
selling. It's not sales. It is providing value. You know, I got stickies all over my, my desk right now. I just say the word value, 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 because that's what people want. And, you know, the last year and a half of the pandemic, people have been wanting value. They want to learn. So when your business is there to teach them about whatever it is that you do, teach them about your industry, your knowledge, people are going to eat that up. We've seen it. We've seen, like, I've eaten up information from people over the past year. It's really about sharing your knowledge with the world in a way that isn't, um, isn't in your face and salesy. Because I don't know about you, Justin, but I hate well, you know, going to networking meetings, everyone's like, here, buy from me. This is what I sell. Buy from me. I'm like, no, I want you to tell me a story. Tell me, tell me benefits. T- tell me your knowledge. Because how do I know you're good at what you do? I know you're good at what you do if you have a content marketing plan and you're putting out all this great content. Yeah, absolutely. And I totally feel you. When you go into a network marketing, you know, group, you know, not network marketing as in like, you know, the multiple mm-hmm. stuff, but, you know, if we're talking about going into different meetings and we're, you know, trying to introduce and create our, and expand our network, you know, often I tell people, it reminds me of going to Las Vegas. And I don't know if you've been on the Las Vegas strip, but it reminds me of the yes. cards <laughs> holding those business cards, flicking it at you and so trying annoying. to sell you the hot women, you know, <laughs> that you can possibly get. And, and it feels wrong. Like it's icky. Like, they, they feel, I'm like, what happened to me as a human? Like, am I a piece of meat to you? Uh, and yeah, so, in you that know, case. But that's what happens. And 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 it really irks me. Uh, but you're right. So content marketing really is the sharing of knowledge. Now, I know a lot of people who are listening to this podcast are going to say the same thing that I once said about uh, creating content, showcasing your expertise. Now, the question was, why would I want to give away the content for free? Now, I have lots of things to say about it now mm-hmm. as, as, as a seasoned business owner and now coach, but let's hear from you from a copywriter's perspective and, of course, of a consumer's perspective. What is it that is so appealing about content marketing and sharing that expertise when it feels like you're giving away the farm? Well, see, that's the trick. The trick is to give away enough without giving away the whole farm. So, you know, take, take a pig, take a chicken, talk about the pig and the chicken, and don't tell them about all of the, how the chickens interact with each other, you know, give them a little bit so they can have some quick wins. You know, what I like to say is, cause people say that all the time, you know, Ashley, when you do your workshops, you, you, you say it like it is, you give us all this information. I can run and do this myself. Why are you doing this? Are you losing customers? And I said, no, because this is what sets me apart from other copywriters. You know, in business, we're not the only ones that do what we do. Very rarely are you the only one in the entire world that does what you do. So you need to show how you're different. So in in my case, for example, in Vancouver, there are a ton, a ton of copywriters, great copywriters. I know a lot of them. I've worked with a lot of them. But we all have our different approaches. And through content marketing is how I show people how I'm different, why I'm good. I show them that I'm good. They can see those results. So they can say, oh, yeah, you know, Ashley knows what she's talking about. She's written this blog. She's been on this podcast. She's taught me this. But I don't have time to do it myself. Now that I know she can do it, 
I'm going to go to her because she's giving me all this free stuff. Whereas maybe the other copywriter isn't giving away anything for free or isn't sharing that knowledge. So it's really an opportunity for you to, to get ahead of other people and be, be forefront, you know, in marketing, I'm sure you know this too, this, we want to be at the top of mind when someone needs your product, you know, whether that's now or in a year from now, you want to be the first person that they think of when they want copywriting, when they want marketing, when they want video, when they want essential oils, when they want coaching, you want to be that first person. So the more touch points you can have with them by creating content, by sharing, the more you're going to be remembered. And that's what we want to do. We want to be remembered if we want to get clients into our business. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, you hit the nail uh, on the head. And, and when we talk about marketing, all marketing really is, is how do you incept yourself to the top of a person's mind? There's yeah. hundreds and hundreds of ways to do this. Uh, millions, in fact, millions of platforms, millions of ideas, millions of different mediums to deliver and put it straight in front of your consumer. But with that comes paralysis because like, where do you start? And so when we talk about content marketing, by you sharing the things that make you special, by demonstrating through actions, you know, what we're really doing is really showcasing our expertise and kind of strutting our stuff, not in a cocky kind of way, but in a helpful kind of way. And our hope is, is that, you know, we're not going to serve everybody. There are going to be people who read our content and really just take it to the moon and back. And they might not even give you a thank you. No, never acknowledge that you were the real platform that helped them. But that's mm -hmm. okay. Because at the end of the day, we're going to find the motley few that trust us, that deeply trust us for our expertise. And that's what we really want. When we're talking about evangelists of our brands, the people who are the tribe of our raving fan base, uh, you know, we're talking about people who deeply trust our opinions, our insights, and count on us to deliver for them. Because we can't do everything as an entrepreneur. You cannot be the janitor and the CEO of a million-dollar company or a multi-million-dollar company. It just doesn't happen. So you got to give up something somewhere. So why aren't you going to give it away to a person that you know, trust, and like? Yeah, you know, that no like, and trust is something that I talk about all the time. And, you know, with content, if you break it down, when you have content out there, let's say you're doing social media, you're doing blogs, a newsletter, whatever that is, by having this content out there, people are going to see it and then they're going to know you exist. They're going to read it in a little more detail. They're going to learn to like you because you're giving them free information and who doesn't want free information. When they start diving deeper, that's when the trust comes. And it's that secret formula. I guess it's not so secret now because everyone's talking about it. No plus like plus trust equals a conversion. That is when people are going to buy from you. And, you know, we talked about touch points. You know, it depends who you talk to. You need 8, 15, 20 touch points with someone before they're willing to buy from you or even think about buying from you or buying into your message. Yeah. So that's where content marketing totally comes in. Because you're doing blog posts, that's one. Social media posts, that's another. Meeting at a networking group, that's another. We just, we just need to keep that up. So again, we're top of mind when they're ready to buy. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the touch points is so critical. Uh, and, you know, back in the day when print was still, mm -hmm. king, I mean, 
the magic number was seven, right? You needed yeah. seven touch points to see, to hear, to experience, to to come across a name, a logo, you know, in order for you to be familiar with it. And, and now studies show that, especially in the digital medium, uh, you know, because the, it's so vast and it's so so noisy in the in, in all the the stuff that's going around us. You know, we're needing upwards to 22, 23 hits before you yeah. kind of start to recognize and to create familiarity with your brand. And so even though you have a blog, not everybody reads a blog. So you got to be in so many different places to hopefully land that one person who touch points with you there, reads an article, subscribes to your newsletter, maybe watches a video that you produce, heard about your name from another friend at a networking event, maybe mm -hmm. even met you in person, ran across your book, your e-commerce site. You know, all of these things are little touch points before they even considered buying. And it's so important. But what's also equally important, and this is where, you know, I think the meat and potatoes is for content marketing, is what advantages does it have currently in the, the, the web space? And that's SEO. So let's mm -hmm. talk a little bit about how content marketing affects search engine optimization. Yeah, so that's that's sort of the key. You know, you have the followers you already have, the networking connections you already have. That's great. But that's a very limited box of people. Once you've kind of gone through that and they've been your clients, maybe they're gone, maybe whatever that is. As marketers, as businesses, we need to constantly be growing our audience. And, you know, that's where search engine optimization comes in, organic search. And what this really is, is when people go to Google, they're looking for information that you want your information to come up first. So, I mean, we're not going to go into SEO today. That's like another five hours worth of content. But at a very basic level, what you need to do when you create a piece of content, let's say a blog post, is pick a keyword phrase, you know, four or five words that you think people would type into Google when they're looking for that kind of information. And then you go through all the technical pieces of including that all throughout your text. And that's how you get new people to find you. And SEO is done mostly through text. I mean, there's some video stuff. Maybe you could speak more to that, that side of content marketing. Um, but when it comes to SEO, a lot of it is what Google can search in your code, in your text. So it can link your keyword phrase, you know, Vancouver copywriter, which is a one that I rank for, because I use that all throughout the page. Google can search that and it goes, oh, well, this page says Vancouver Copywriter five times in all the right places I want it. That blog article must be an authority on Vancouver blogging. So I'm going to rank it higher. So it's interesting. I mean, SEO is a big, a big guessing game and there's algorithms and it's confusing. But at a high level, it's a great opportunity for you to optimize your content to show up on Google because that's how you're going to get the new followers into your bucket to keep filling up that top of your marketing funnel with, with new, with new people to, to engage with, to have conversations with, to eventually nicely sell to. Yeah, that's completely true. And I think, you know, we're out there producing this content and, and, you know, what we're looking for is uh, the amount of value that we're giving to the individual. Cause you know, all algorithms aside, the algorithm is designed to put content that is relevant for you, the user, 
to be up there. And so, you know, when we're talking about content writing, you know, you're not just dumping keywords into something. You have to write something that's relevant so that the algorithm, whether it's Google, Yahoo, whatever, uh, they're looking at it and saying, hey, you know, people are finding this useful. They're clicking through, they're looking, they're spending time on this page. It must have some sort of value. That's ultimately what this algorithm is. It's not a real secret magic formula. Some some dude is, you know, magically creating this, <laughs> this formula that helps curate that. And and now even, you know, further, they're, they're doing it to local, um, you know, like, like districts and cities. And so they're isolating content, not, in, not just in a broad sweep, but now to your local municipalities. And so, you know, when you're writing these things down, you're not just saying, oh, like, you know, headshot photographer Vancouver and just peppering it in there because yeah. it's not useful, but using them in context uh, and, and in a way that making people digest it, that's what's really important. Now, you do it from a written standpoint. And of course, you know, our production company, we do that from a content video standpoint. And what we do is we use uh, transcription and mm -hmm. we use the discussion and the notes from those discussion to curate, or at least the starting framework of a perhaps blog article uh, that gets written. And so, you know, when we're discussing it, producing content for some people, it's a nightmare, a chore if they're trying to do it themselves and they're, they, they don't know how to write. Most of the time, if you know what you're talking about, you know at least how to talk to yourself uh, mm -hmm. and or have somebody ask you some questions that you can record and, of course, translate. Uh, but that's valuable in itself to get a starting point, because at that point, uh, it is really quite critical in the long term to employ or to, to have a copywriter on your team, because even just producing that transcript is only one part of it. But giving that to somebody like you to transcribe that further or flesh that out further, uh, do the research that's involved to, to enhance that document into something that's viable for another person. But that leads me to something that I think a lot of people run up against when they're trying to find a copywriter is voice. Mm. You know, the voice of a business is critical, especially if you have really solid branding. So, you know, how does a writer who's writing for all these different companies, how do you, <laughs> how do you mold or how do you figure out, you know, whether this brand is, you know, talks, you know, more colloquially or, you know, more informative, like, you know, what type of things should people have as an expectation as a business owner when working with you? Cause it's not going to be a one hit wonder. I mean, if it is, it's fucking amazing, but <laughs> it, it's gotta be a process. And so what can, what should a person expect in the process with a copywriter like yourself? Yeah, well, I would say for for me, my acting background kind of helps that. Um, it's it's not you know I haven't been on any big movies or anything, but in high school I did I did drama. I was one of the drama geeks, and when you do that, you're basically you're playing a character. You know, in that case, I was given a little bit about the character, and then I had to develop a little bit myself. It was kind of a mix when you get a copywriter to do the same thing, that's what you're doing. You're basically getting them to impersonate you, pretend to be you, especially when they're ghostwriting something in, in your voice. You know, my name doesn't go on it, but your company name goes on it. And really what helps, like if you ever hire a copywriter, have a written style guide, you know, and that's something that I help clients do. What that is, is it's a list of the words you like. 
Do you swear? Do you use contractions, Canadian or U.S. spelling? How are you writing email with a hyphen without? Neither is incorrect, but you know, things like that. And then expand a little bit on tone of voice. And you know, a good copywriter can help you flesh this out if you're not sure. But at a very basic level, you know, are you corporate professional kind of, I want to say lawyer E, or are you like a, a California beach bum, you know, with a, you know, they have a different way of talking than a lawyer would. Dude. Dude. <laughs> Man, I want to be at the beach right now. Oh, it would be amazing to be in the beach in California right now. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> I need to get away. <laughs> yeah, I know. Shiny object syndrome. I was talking about that with somebody this morning. And then I completely lost what I was talking about. <laughs> Shiny object syndrome. Um, so we're talking yeah. back, back, to, back to the, back to the yeah. program. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're talking about curating that voice, you know, what, yes. you know, we're talking about style guides, right? Yes. So, you know, in terms of a style guide, what is a very basic thing that they should include in the first preliminary sort of discussion with you? Like, how do they know what their style is? Because I don't think people really take a stock of, you know, what their writing style is, or their, their dialogue style is. Yeah, well, the first thing to do is sort of gather up samples of what you've already written for your business. You know, that's a good way to tell. Um, and then I like to say when you're creating a style guide for somebody right off the bat or for yourself rather, is to start with the basics. Start with things you know. Write down any words you have trademarked. Write down anything that's really specific to your niche. You know, a big thing right now, I'm, I'm in Canada, but I have a lot of Canadian businesses that I work with that will still use U.S. spelling because they have a lot of clients in the U.S. and that's a choice they've made. The whole point is if you make a choice, make a choice, write it down in that style guide, whether it's a piece of paper or ideally a digital document so you can share it and just keep a note of it. Every time you come across something, write it down. You know, a great way too is, are you going to be using humor and how much are you going to be using it? You know, you could use the occasional little pun once in a while, or you can go full on like dad joke but write that down. Are you okay to do a dad joke on social media? Or is that like a big no-no? But really, you know, it's, it's a working document. When you're creating the style guide with yourself or with a, a copywriter, just keep it going. Write down as much as you can about what you think your voice wants to be, what you want to portray with your, your business. And then just, just update it as things come up. Change it as things come up. I mean, our businesses evolve. My business is not the same now as it was four years ago when I got started. But by having these things, we can change it. We've got it written down. So when you hire somebody or you give it to someone else in your team, you give them that style guide too, and they have something to at least start with. Yeah, and you know, it, it is a bit of trial and error. Sometimes it takes me a month or two to get really used to the voice of a client. But that's where, you know, you work with them, you do revisions, you do all that kind of stuff. It's a, it's a collaborative effort to find the voice. But it's really like, you know, putting on that costume and stepping on stage and pretending to be, I don't remember what my character was in like King Lear or some little thing, you know, just pretending you're a character, which is honestly kind of my favorite part of what I do. I get to pretend to be other people for a little while and it's, it's kind of fun. 
Yeah. And, you know, that's the same as when we talk about actors, when, when they're trying to get into the role, they have to sometimes, you know, shadow people in those roles, right? You know, they're mimicking and understanding the the mindset. Like, you know, when, was it, was it Chris, uh, Christian Bale? Who, who yeah, I think so. Um, you know, who was, who was trying to mimic the Joker, you know, yeah. he spent so much time in, in a, in a mental ward, trying to really get into the mind of a psychotic individual so mm. that you portray them, you know, you know, God, God rest his soul. But, mm. uh, you know, it made for such a ridiculously convincing performance and, you know, copywriters are the same. They need time. Yeah. And, you know, entrepreneurs is all about time, you know, like <laughs> they, they expect everything yesterday. Yeah. Uh, but the reality is, is, you know, time is, is something that every creative, you know, in, in every industry needs in order for them to flex the juices that are really, that makes them special. And mm-hmm. I talked to us about this on other, other podcasts, but, you know, for those people who are listening, if you're going to implore a copywriter into your repertoire of marketers, um, you know, on your team, you really need to spend the time to onboard and get them into the the mode of being you, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and you also need to know about you. And that's of course the work that I do, um, you know, and, and the work that our production company produces, you know, after we help people find that clarity in it, actually funny enough that you say that they should have a style guide. We have a small section that requires our, our um, clients to write out a paragraph or two in their own voice about a topic so that we can include that in their brand guides. Mm-hmm. We, so that when, when they go to go find a marketer, um, you know, whether it's social media or copywriting, that they can hand it and that at least you have some sort of starting point. We have tones of voice, how they want to be portrayed, and then an actual written sample. Um, so that, you know, they're all prepared and it makes your job so much easier, at least as a starting point. And you can elaborate on that. And of course, you know, that can go back and, and, you know, be added on to their, their Bible uh, as you mm-hmm. guys work together. But people really need to spend that time to look at themselves before they engage into somebody like you. Because um, mm-hmm. otherwise, you know, you do something that you think hits the mark and, and they don't agree. And that happens so often and it sucks because mm-hmm. it's not your fault. It's their fault for early not knowing how to, to, to rope in their, their voice and their persona to give it to you. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a little bit of both, you know, there, there's, there's fault on both sides. A copywriter should know what to ask at least in a little bit, but you know, I like what you mentioned about, you know, entrepreneurs there, everything needs to be done yesterday, you know, with, with content, with social media, with, with blogs, it's not something you just do for a month. And then if it doesn't work out, you toss it out the window. You know, I don't hire client. I don't bring, clients on board if they're not going to commit for at least a couple months because with content marketing it takes a long time for people to build up that know like and trust with you so you may not see any measurable results for months you know 12 six months so it's not unreasonable to give a writer you know a couple months to find that voice and you know as long as you can collaborate with whoever in-house or externally you're working with for any kind of content video written as long as you have that collaboration and you keep those lines of lines of communication open for revisions for things like that you'll eventually get something that works well for your unique brand when it comes to your content yeah absolutely so you know for for people who may 
not be ready to add a copywriter into the mix of, of things at this moment, you know, what are some maybe tools or suggestions that you can, you know, offer some of these list, some of our listeners uh, in how to maybe create topics or start that creative content journey uh, and, and sort of get that ball rolling and, and turning so that one day that they can give it to you, where, where could they start? What could they do? What work, what type of resources do they, could they look for? Yeah. Let's say there's two, two sort of key things to the very first things to do. One is to start a document for that style guide because everything is going to be leading back to that. So just have that open and keep adding to it as you're creating content. The next thing I want you to do is open up a second document or notepad. If you're a pen and paper person, you know, if it's a notepad, that's fine. Yeah, I got, I got my notepads. I got my, my books and everything, but I've also got half things on the computer. Wherever it is you write best, you know, open up that second document and just start brainstorming everything that you know. Now, I don't want that to be overwhelming because likely you have a lot of stuff that you know, but start writing down topics that you know, or themes or issues in your industry, frequently asked questions you get. Um, There's a lot of online tools that you can go to to give you ideas as well. And they're free. They're really great. But just start coming up with a list of everything that you could possibly write something about. You know, I just went on a camping trip with my family a few weeks ago. So exciting. Get out in nature for a few days. But I brought my notepad and I'm like, okay, I'm going to write down 52 things I know in tip form for my business. So I could do one tip a week kind of thing. So I went through, I said, okay, blogging, social media, newsletter, wrote down a couple of things I know about each of those you know, tips or structure or something. So that in like half an hour, I had 52 topics. Those 52 topics can be turned into a blog post each. Social media posts, a video, a podcast, newsletter. So it's really the kicking off point for any content marketing that you want to do. Having an idea of what you want to write about. Then once you've got that big master list, that's when you can start saying, okay, this one's good. Uh, This one's not quite right. I need to do this one first. Kind of put a hierarchy on those and then develop your process to get content produced on that topic. And, you know, processes again is like another hour in itself, but you know, that's going to be your success factor. If you want to turn that brainstorm list into content marketing, which turns into sales and conversions. You need that middle point, that process to help you get there. And it doesn't have to be complicated. It could be as simple as, okay, my business is going to do one blog a month or two blogs a month, one every two weeks. Perfect. I'm going to write it on this day of the month. I'm going to get it proofread on this week. It's going to go live on here. And then I'm going to do social media for it the next day. You know, it could be as basic as that. And, you know, as you get more comfortable with it and you start getting a little bit deeper, more confident in your skills and your team's skills, then you can look at more ways to repurpose that blog post, that idea. You know, you could turn it into a PDF lead magnet that people put in their email address to download or turn it into a podcast episode or a, you know, a part two, go into more detail, rewrite it later. You know, there's so many different things you can do. But definitely start with creating that style guide, at least to start brainstorming your master list of what you could write about. Every topic can be specific or general, whatever you like. 
put together those processes to get it done and then just, just get her done. Just, just do it because it's going to take some time. So start now and just grow it as you go and evolve it as you go along. Yeah. Those are great tips. And and I could share with people listening, you know, when I first started into this realm, you know, trying to create content and, and, and creating topics, you know, there's paralysis because you go, well, you know, I know so many things, but then what's going to be useful to the audience. And the, the truth of the matter is, at least in my own personal journey, is, is uh, a, a pretty much anything could be for an yeah. audience because we don't know what you don't know um, and we don't know what other people don't know. And when we're sharing stuff, it, it just, you start to get into the flow. And I think the the hardest part, I think for most people, you know, when they're struggling with whether or not to add blogs or to add content and, and topics to, you know, whatever social media feed or, or marketing effort that they're into is that they get paralysis for wanting to start because they have either so many ideas or they're lost in who they're going to serve. But I think, you know, the message that you've got here is, is just start and let it evolve and let, let you build that muscle over time because that muscle will slowly strengthen um, you know, and you could be lousy in your first few. I mean, God, <laughs> I mean, my first few podcasts were just freaking lousy, you know, and the, <laughs> the way the questions that I asked and, you know, how much anxiety there was going into it. I mean, yeah. it's a non-edited show, <laughs> yeah. but I mean, as you get better at it, you start to feel better. You still, you know, there's, of course we have lots to do and learn, but everything is an evolution and the fear of having to be like the best at everything right off the bat is really like, we, we just got to take a step back and look at the reality. I mean, like Jeff mm-hmm. Bezos started in a fucking garage and yeah. built Amazon. So everybody starts somewhere uh, and we just need to get off of our horses and, and, you know, stop thinking that we have to be something that we're not. And we can document even just our journey on learning mm-hmm. something. And that is just as useful in the copywriting process. I mean, in sharing our journey as we learn this thing with you or, you know, for you in, in some cases. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, it doesn't have to be perfect. You know, people always say you're the only one that's going to see your mistakes. And chances are most of the, 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 you know, the stumbles you may have done in your first podcast, you're probably the only one that hears them, you know, quite honestly, right? We were our own worst critic, but that's what I love about online as opposed to like the old, the old world, excuse me, the old world of print. (laughs) I spent time there too. You know, online people are forgiving. You know, if you mess up, if you stumble, you know, I've had people that I've showed them how to do Facebook lives and like, oh, I stumbled so much. I didn't know what I was saying. I'm like, it's fine. It shows that you're human. We're human. We make mistakes. You know, doing this podcast, what was it like 10 minutes ago? I totally lost my train of thought. It happens. I'm not embarrassed by it. I had fun talking about whatever it is I was talking about. <laughs> but the whole point is, is that when it's online, when it's content marketing, Yes, you do want it to be as professional and on brand as possible, but don't get hung up on any little things that may sneak up. You know, a spelling error may go through. It's not going to be the end of the world. Someone can let you know, you can change it. You know, when we printed magazines back in my first job, what was that, 15 years ago? If we printed a mistake, it was there for the end of time, you know? 
I did newspapers in high school too. And someone accidentally wrote the word yada, yada, yada as the, the headline, meaning to go back and replace it later, but they, they couldn't and it went to print. You know, we can't change that. But with online content that you're going to be creating for your business, we can edit it. We're in such an amazing world. We can edit ourselves if we do something that really is un- unforgivable or, um, you know, crossing that line, whatever that line is. But don't be afraid to just just do it. Experiment with it and then get feedback. You know, what are people, what are people liking about what you're writing or saying or about your videos? What are they not liking? You know, be open to that feedback and evolve it. You know, when, when we were saying earlier, this is a, you know, a six to 12 month, or if not long process, you don't have to have the same process for that whole time. You can evolve it as things happen. You know, that's, that's a part of all kinds of marketing is, is that evolution of what you're doing. It's not necessarily always going to be the same, but just be open to it changing, evolving as your analytics tell you, as your customers are telling you this is great content or not great content. Yeah, those are all great, great points. Uh, you know, and we're talking social media perfect is, is how I like to say it. And, and I'm probably going to have to attribute that to Mike Janda. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he had a post on Instagram a while back and, and social media perfect is there's tons of mistakes in all the posts and stuff that we do. But what we have to remember is, is that, you know, like you said, we are our own worst critic, but social media and and today's information age is so fast. Like mm-hmm. a tweet today is ancient news by 24 hours later. And mm-hmm. so, you know, we're so caught up in like, oh, is this perfect? But the truth of the matter is it's going to be out there. It's going to probably be, you know, consumed for the first day, maybe two, and then fall off is astronomical. And unless somebody's yeah. deliberately looking for you. So you're getting caught up for really nothing. That extra stress and anxiety really is doing you no extra service other than to add maybe an extra couple of gray hairs or two. And the point of view, but you know, like the execution and just saying, Hey, you know what, I'm putting it out there and you're right. We have so many opportunities. We can go back and correct if you really want to, but the, mm-hmm. the truth of the matter is, I don't know about you. I haven't corrected. I haven't corrected much <laughs> at all. Right. Um, you yeah. know, I have mistakes and my friends will point out, I go great by tomorrow. You won't even remember I made a mistake. Uh, yeah. And it's true. And you know, we just keep publishing content because good content is king. I don't say mm-hmm. content is king and I allow some people like, you know, just put up massive content. You have to put content of value, but if you're yes. putting valuable content out there, a mistake or two, nobody's going to kill you for it. You know, they might, they might point it out for you because they think they're being nice about it. And that's great. You can fix mm-hmm. it if you want to, but the honest truth about it is it's, it's really a drop in the bucket uh, in the grand scheme of things, because, you know, missing an, uh, a period, a capitalization won't kill you in the search rankings. Uh, and if that's your whole purpose is getting on top of, you know, the search engine, uh, then, you know, why sweat, why sweat those details? Yeah. And as long as at the end of the day, as long as you're giving content and your mistakes or your oopsies or whatever, aren't distracting from that end message of, whatever that end goal is you want to share, you know, ultimately, you know, I might have some SEO people yell at me for this, but SEO is not as important as good quality content. Absolutely. You know, uh, you know, when we're talking about good quality content, that's how we get up organically, but Mm -hmm. you know, people have to remember 
when you're paying an SEO person to go do keywords and you're paying them for paid ads, you're paying them to get to the top of Google. You just remember that there are millions of other people trying to pay to get to the top of, of the search mm-hmm. engine. There can only be 10 at mm-hmm. the first page of Google. So who's going to win? So more than likely the guy with the most money being dumped into it with the best copywriter available uh, and the best ad spend available. Cause that's how you're going to win that game. Mm-hmm. But you, you know, you, you can win in other ways. You can, you can find keywords and write about it and write things that are, you know, impactful for people that they want to share. And that can be the way that you win the game in the long mm-hmm. term without having to spend as much money. And you're right. Like social, it's like a surgeon is going to tell you to go for mm-hmm. surgery and a, and a physician is going to give you medication. You know, yeah. there's, there's, you know, a copywriter is going to tell you, you know, copy is going to do the best thing. And an SEO person is going to tell you SEO and all the meta tags. In fact, Mm -hmm. everybody plays a part and everybody plays a role in the above, but what's going to work right for you for the time, the budget and, and the medium that you're going to deliver it in. And everybody's going to be, you know, have a different say in it. And and ultimately you just have to find the right fit. So if, if anybody in the SEO space is mad at Ashley, don't be (laughs) speaking truth, right? Gospel. My perspective. Exactly. (laughs) Everybody's entitled to their own opinions and just keep it to yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But you know, every business goes about it differently. You know, maybe doing organic stuff on organic SEO through Google search isn't what you want to do. Maybe you'd be better at posting your content on social media, getting people to share it on social media, and that's how you're going to get new followers. So, you know, there's there's other ways around it, and every business is going to be unique. So what works for my business isn't going to work for yours, Justin, isn't going to work for anybody else's. You have to find that mix, and that, again, is why it takes so long to find what that mix is for you. Yep. You know, you could invest lots of money in ads and keywords and that that has benefits, but may not be right for your business. It's just it's it's kind of a crapshoot, unfortunately. You know, there's strategy around it and there's things like that, but it really is you gotta, you know, like the spaghetti, you gotta throw it against the wall to see if it sticks. If it doesn't stick, try another one later. Try a different one until you find what works for you. Yep. Everybody has their own magic bullets and not everyone yeah. is the same. So you know. It's super great that you 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 definitely pointed that out. Um, so I know that I'm, I'm sure we could go layers and layers <laughs> deep in, into this. I mean, we haven't even talked about the schematics of uh, writing a good blog, and I mean, mm-hmm. that in itself is a is a massive three hours. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, <laughs> I, I tell all the listeners if you want Ashley back here and you want to learn more about a specific topic, you know, you got to let me know. You got to hit you know, me or Ashley up on Instagram or on direct message. If you like this, you know, give us a thumbs up, give us a review, you know, tell us what it is that you want to learn more and I can have Ashley back on the show, but she's not coming out of the show. If you're not telling me <laughs> you want her back. Okay. So if you want her back, this is like, feel like it's like America's got talent. You, I was just thinking that. Right? Yeah. But must vote now. Your vote's exactly, important. Exactly. <laughs> you must vote now. Uh, you know, but that's going to be concluding uh, our podcast today. And I always ask every one of my guests uh, the same question is, what is a book or a resource that has impacted your career to date uh, that you could share with our viewers or listeners? Ooh. Um, well, honestly enough, I'm a writer, but I don't read as much as people think writers should. But I did actually read an entire book in four days last week when I was camping. 
and I was inspired and I'm, I'm like, came back from camping ready to roll. I am like, personally, I'm really inspired by women entrepreneurs doing great things. And even better if they're a women entrepreneur with kids and a family trying to do great things. So I read um, Arlene Dickinson's book, Persuasion. And it was, it was really good. It was inspiring. It was a lot of good reminders. And just to see, you know, someone as, you know, that I might idolize as much as her and her success, she didn't start out doing everything perfectly, you know, and just hearing the stories, it was, I really get inspired by, by women entrepreneurs doing things like that. And she's in marketing too, and I'm in marketing. So I resonated with a lot of that. So I, I recommend that book for people. Or any other, you know, if you're a woman in business, you may resonate more with it as well. But I got I got a lot of good tidbits from that and it's sitting on my desk here ready to ready to read again, probably. It was it was pretty good. Oh, you know it's a good book when you're ready to read it again. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you so much for joining me here on the podcast. I'm hoping everybody who listened to this uh, found it useful. But if somebody wanted to get a con- uh, get a hold of you, get in touch, you know, how could they reach out to you? Yeah, well, the best way, easiest way to remember is writergal.ca, writergal, G-A-L. And all my social media accounts are on the top corner. So I just pick the one that you're on, follow me there. And I post some lots of great stuff. I post workshops, tips. I post pictures of my dog because it's part of my brand a little bit. And my coffee, coffee's big. You'll notice that once you get on any of my feeds, I'm always about coffee. That's my brand. That's my message. But yeah, so writergal.ca is where you can find find me and connect with me if you ever want to chat. Amazing. And of course, we'll link that in the description below. But Ashley, thank you so much for joining me here today. I really did appreciate you taking some time to talk a little bit about shop and copywriting and how it can affect a business and you know how people can kind of get started. So thank you so much for sharing today. Thank you. It was a lot of fun. Thanks. Awesome. You have a great day. You too. Thank you. We want to thank you for listening to the Digging Deep Podcast with 360 Media. Your time is valuable, and we're deeply humbled that you are spending this time with us. We'd love to connect with you. Find us on Instagram at 360photo and at Tactical Titans. You can also email us. We want to make this channel great, something you enjoy and find tons of value in. Send us your insights to info at 360photo.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. It helps us reach more listeners. As always, tune in next week as we dig deeper into business and marketing.